Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex Anderson with the Quilt Connection with episode number 86. If you're just tuning in right now and you haven't listened to episode number 85, I think I have to do a little bit of backtracking here. At thequiltshow.com, we often get um, really good questions from guests, members, and um, one was a private letter that was sent to me via John, and it was uh, from a gal, a member named Sherry. And her question was, I'm lucky enough to have an entire bedroom for my sewing room. I need some advice on cleaning it up and keeping it clean. Help! Well, you know, that's just a great question because I have, as I mentioned in the last one, a wonderful space. It's 500 square feet plus an adjacent office, and I feel the same way. And I know that um, there have been times when I've worked in smaller spaces where it's the same thing. I think it is whether you're organized or you're not organized. But I put it on the main blog with her permission. And I said, okay, TQS members, inquiring minds want to know what tips do you have for Sherry and the rest of us? Well, I'll tell you what. Everybody came through like crazy, and for that, I am very, very grateful. And I'd like to go through some of the ideas that I think you would like to, you know, learn from, and and perhaps you may even want to go back and see what, you know, other people said too. So anyways, what I found interesting in all of this is that we are, as quilters, working in very, very... Um, different situations. Now, one person said, get rid of all your counter space because, you know, then you don't have anywhere to pile all your junk, but then probably it would end up on the floor, which I thought was really cute. But I think first, if you're in a situation that is truly a pigsty and you want to clean it out, a couple members said this. They said, and one even came from a professional organizer, clear everything out of the room other than perhaps the furniture itself, everything. And then as things go back in, you can assess whether or not you need them and then declare the designated places. One person said, look, if you've got several of one item, like for myself, I've got a ton of rotary cutters, a ton, ton, ton. Um, Give them away. Take them to your guild. There's going to be some new quilters in there that can use it. Take it to a place that are doing charity quilts. I mean, there's people who can use the stuff that is simply complicating your space and your life. So I thought that that was an interesting thing. But number one, clear your room out. Now, everybody who said they did that said basically they took over the whole house, but it gave them time with, you know, thoughtful reflection of what went back where. Now, Libby Lehman, I've been to her house, I've been to her sewing room. In fact, um, I did a video blog on her on the Quilt Show site way back. She loves to label things. I mean, loves, 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 loves. Well, guess what? She's not the only one. And that was one of the suggestions. Label places where you're going to put your stuff. So, 
like your pins or your sewing machine needles, etc. And you can go to um, a big box store, office supply store, and get, you know, pull out uh, drawers and stuff like that. I know for myself, and I am not... I am not neat. I do not have my spices in alphabetical order like my mom does. I just kind of have a vague idea of what door to open and where to look. But several years ago, I hired a young woman to come get me organized. It was my um, best friend's daughter who was home from college, and she's super-duper organizer. And I said, Rachel, get over here. I mean, we even organized my file cabinets and stuff, but she went to either Target or Walmart or something like that and got little stackable drawers. And so, for instance, in one of my um, cupboards, if you opened it, there's a little set of drawers that I know have my safety pins for machine basting, my sewing machine needles, you know, this and that and that. And Rachel did all that. But again, in that same case, she took everything out of the units and then put them back. Now, the mistake of having Rachel do it was that I didn't get rid of stuff, you know. So now, periodically, I will go clean stuff and then I will, you know, put them in their little cubbies. So one way you might want to label them, now Libby's got a professional label maker. In fact, I have to laugh because when we're at the Tim's Super Seminars, Libby and I are, you know, behind the scenes in the back when we're not talking. Now she even has stuff there in little boxes that are labeled. So she makes herself a little office when we're in the green room. I'm I'm just so impressed. And I'm just like a pig pen, a disaster happening one thing after another. Now, another person said as far as labeling goes, she uses painter's tape. It comes in different colors. I thought it just came in blue, but she said it comes in different colors. And then that way, let's say you're working on a project, um, mom's quilt. You label that, put it in the container, and then come back to it later and you can change the label just by simply changing the tape. Now, another thing, when you're purchasing containers, make sure they're square. And I thought, now that's interesting. Or I don't necessarily mean square, but you don't want the top bigger than the bottom. You know how like it like slides in and it's smaller at the bottom. The reason is, is you're actually losing very, very valuable space. So I thought, okay, I should have known that, but I didn't. The other thing, and I do this actually in my workspace, and and I've got you know a pretty nice cutting table and all that that my dad built, but... On one side of my cutting table, it's held up by cupboards that I got from Home Depot, like kitchen cupboards. And so it has drawers, doors, and all that. So the space under my table is maximized. On the other side of it, it's an open space. And as I look at it, it is not being well maximized at all. I've got some bolts of fabric and a big giant trash can and all that. And, you know, come to think of it, I could go and get some of those drawers and stuff, label it, and put things in there accordingly. Now, somebody else suggested this, and I thought this was great. If you don't have an elaborate system, you can go and get yourself um, banquet tables. And you want the kind that the legs, the footing, will allow you to slip PVC pipe on it to get it to the proper height. I know that you've seen that done. So then you've lifted up that table 
and you've got more room under there to be able to get drawers and all that. And I mean, across the board, everybody was saying, get drawers, label it. Now, somebody else uh, I thought had a really great idea too. She works in their bedroom and so she doesn't want to have to look at her stuff all the time. So she got restaurant metal shelving units and then she covered the front of it with a shower curtain cloth. And then when she's working, she opens it, the curtains or flips them on top or whatever. But then when she's done for the day, she flips down the curtains and then she's not looking at all the mess. And frankly, when I was in my smaller room, that's what I did was the closet doors I took off because they were sliders. And I could, if I took them off, I could get three bays of metal wire baskets to put my fabric in. If I left the sliding doors on, I could only do two bays. So I took off the doors and then I put a spring, a curtain, a spring rod, shower curtain um, thing, whatever that is, piece of hardware at the top. And then I made drapes, split drapes. And then when I was working during the day, I simply pulled the drapes to the side or flipped them up on the top shelf or something like that. And then when I was done, I put let the drapes come down and then my fabric in my wire system um, was then protected from sunlight because I just, I don't like it when it's exposed. That's just my own thing. The other thing that I thought was kind of interesting was outside of your quilting area, you might consider... Um, having an area for storage. So for instance, in your garage, perhaps you got to clean your garage out then too, if it's like me, um, perhaps there's an area where you could get shelving and say like out there, you could um, put projects that you're not working on again in a label box. You could put your batting, you could put stuff that you only use once in a blue moon and stuff that's not, you know, that you don't really have to worry about. I mean, certainly you wouldn't want your fabric there because if you're like me, you're dealing with your fabric, you know, all the time. Um, let's see. Another thing was um, somebody suggested, and I do do this, is to clean up between projects. When I'm finished with a project, every single thing that I used gets put away I can't stand to go from one chaotic situation, leave it a mess, and then layer another chaotic situation on top of it. I think that that's just just a really, ugh, can't stand it. And in fact, when I go, when I'm on the road, um, I can't stand to come into a messy sewing room when I get home. Now, the thing about my sewing room is that I can, you know, whip it together pretty well on the outside, you open up a cupboard, you might want to put on a construction helmet, but um, I just want to be able to come in and have my thought clear. So when I'm on the road, what I'll do is, if I'm working on a quilt, is I will not put every single thing away because that just takes too much trouble to, you know, put it away, bring it out and all that. But I will have baskets and I'll have everything lined up and ready to go. And in essence, it gives me a fresh start for when I return. Now, another thing, I have tons of magazines and it, and it just kind of kills me to throw them away. Um, 
because, you know, every single magazine has one good thing in it, you know? So what I will do is I, what I haven't done, but I know Jean Wells does up in Sisters, Oregon, she will tear out the inspirations and ideas that she has, and then she will file them away into different, um, you know, units. Maybe it might be color inspiration, pattern inspiration, or something like that. And I think that that is a real efficient way to do it. And then you're not taking up all the space from your magazines. As far as books go, I will tell you what I do with them. I have low shelving that I got from Target, you know, like, I don't know, $29.95 or something like that. And I do put my books in alphabetical order by the author. And then I have kind of like odd sections, you know, but but I I like that if I want to look at a book from Ellie Sienkiewicz, I don't want to have to search all over the joint. I want to be able to put my hands on it. So not only is it a space-saving situation, it's also a time-saving situation. Um, the other thing that was really kind of cute, too, was that people were like, they thought I put a picture of Sherry's room I didn't. I put one of mine just of a big pile of fabric, and they're like, well, it looks normal to me. What's the problem? Which I thought was kind of funny. Um, another idea, too, was that you, as far as quilts go, I'm my quilts are stacked, and they're behind closed doors. Not sure that that's great for them because the poor bottom quilt, you know, is getting crunched. Um, but how about this? You go to the dry cleaners and you get the stuff that they put your drapes on after it's been washed, and then you support your quilts that way. So I would even consider putting a uh, plastic bag on top, but do not seal it. You want to make sure that, you know, circulation gets in there and or, you know, make a little cloth thing to cover it with. So I don't know. There were a lot of really, really good ideas. And if you go to thequiltshow.com and you go to, I'm scrolling down right now, it was, let's see, the date, the date, the date, the date, um, <clears throat> May 21st, search that, you can find it. And also, speaking of the quilt show, woohoo, the DVDs are available. Now, my guess is that if you're listening to this, you're on high speed, so this isn't a big deal, but... If you have friends that are on dial-up and they've been waiting for um, the DVDs, they're on sale. You can get them on the site. If you are a paid subscriber, um, you get a substantial discount. In fact, the price of being a member and the price of the DVD come out in the wash. And it's Series 1. If you're a member of Series 1, it even comes out a little bit of a head. So we're pleased. Those are flying off the shelf. We're very, very happy about that because... Um, we ordered a ton of them, and actually the first thousand we don't even break even. So um, we were pleased that people want them. It was kind of a risk, but yay, they're here. And um, let's see. I'm not quite sure what else other than I get to go away with my girlfriends and sew, and I'm very, very excited. I know that many of you get to do that, and it's just kind of like coveted time. And so until we meet, and it might be when I'm in my little secret retreat with my girlfriends, happy quilting. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.